What's up, guys? I'm Olivia. And I'm Angelina. And thank you all so much for tuning into Allegedly on this auspicious Thursday. We don't know about y'all, but our universe is out here acting crazy. Shit's really not adding up these days. That's what I'm saying. And that's why we're here. Nothing about our conversations are ever ordinary. But then again, what even is ordinary? Join us as we talk about everything from spirituality, radical politics, conspiracy theories, the collective, and everything in between. Get ready for the most unfiltered, raw, and entertaining social commentary you've ever heard. But remember, everything, everything we say is a legend. Today we're talking about food. Before we get into it, though, like, I'm just curious. Like, what would your death row meal be? Abolish the prison. Hypothetically speaking, <laughs> what would your last meal be? All right, mine would be Annie's white cheddar mac and cheese. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> Wait, no, Jesus that's Christ. not it. That's not it. That's not it. Okay, okay, okay. All the sushi. Okay. Pesto pasta. Dude, you're gonna have to be able to eat this like <laughs> before you die. <laughs> like, bitch, you don't think I can? I got an endless stomach. Okay, let me not underestimate you, shit. Mac and cheese, pesto pasta, sushi, chicken adobo, and my mom's sesame tofu. Okay, well, mine would be seafood appetizer, Tex-Mex meal, bond cake, and a little bit of mint chocolate chip ice cream dessert, and then I would die. But anyway, let's get serious now. My fucking question is, like, how does massive food waste exist at the same time as food deserts? Even during the COVID pandemic, right? If we want to talk about dying after your last meal, how about all the people that are dying out here on the streets, no jobs, like houseless, no money, and the agricultural industry is just throwing away perfectly good food. If you remember on the news, like there was a huge surplus and they were just, They're just throwing the distribution that shit out. wasn't good. Exactly. They were just throwing it out. Instead of taking a dip in profit, they said, no, we're going to have people starve and we're going to throw this shit out. Like, are you kidding me? Like, instead of just being like, oh, you know, like we have all these extra potatoes. Let's give them out for free or let's give them out for super, super subsidized. They were like, no, we need to maintain the price of potatoes. So we're just going to throw it out. That is so mm-hmm. insane to me. If you think about the farm bill. They have all of these insurance policies in place, and they're also subsidizing all these commodity crops just to make sure that the agricultural industry is still running. Right. Like, I think food waste is kind of evil, honestly, Mm -hmm. both on an individual level and on a collective level, right? So on a collective level, it's like fucking sinister. Like, why do are we throwing out food when people are hungry? It's actually fucking evil. But even on an individual level, like, I don't understand how people feel so comfortable wasting food. Like, I feel very Mm -hmm. uncomfortable wasting food. I just feel like as a culture, we just, like, don't have much value for, like, where our shit comes from, how our shit Mm -hmm. is made. All we know is go to these big corporations, take it off the shelf. And nobody thinks about, like, all the hands and all the shit that went into place to Mm -hmm. get that food. And furthermore, nobody really thinks about the position that you had to be in, right, to also be able to get that food. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if people really thought about that, you wouldn't be throwing shit away so willy-nilly. And I think, too, that points to how we just have come to devalue our land. And indigenous people, they were out here seeing the land as something sacred because there's actually an energy transfer when we consume things. All the hands that went into creating the food, 
there is energy transfer there. So if you think about our industrial farming system, it's such an exploitative and inhumane, just gross, it's evil. Think about the energy that is being put into that and then you're consuming that. That's like poison. Mm -hmm. No, like I have two things. First thing, like Native Americans, they tended to the land and survived off of the land and were creating communities and flourishing for all this time before white people came and fucked it up. Mm -hmm. People act like there's some reason why we just can't go back to that. Like, oh, we're too Mm -hmm. advanced. We're too whatever. Um, no. If something is better, why don't we go back to it? Mm -hmm. Like, they weren't facing houselessness. They weren't facing food insecurity. What the heck? They weren't facing forest fires because they had Mm -hmm. controlled burns. They knew the land. They were connected to the Mm -hmm. land. Mm -hmm. And look at the quality of life. There's nothing stopping us from going back to that. Like, what? iPhones and MacBooks? Mm -hmm. And then the second thing I was going to say was, like, the energy transfer between, like, food and, like, consumption and stuff. It's also just not just spiritual. It's like quite literally physiological. We all learn about photosynthesis, right? Mm -hmm. When you eat your plant, you use the energy from the plant to feed yourself. Mm -hmm. What is a calorie except an energy? Right. It's not really up for debate about whether it's like an energetic transfer to like consume food. That's why I get annoyed with like people that use spirituality as a like tenant for veganism or vegetarianism because i'm like Mm -hmm. bitch you think those fucking tomatoes and broccoli are safe Mm -hmm. we have fucking immigrants that are being put through modern day slavery Mm -hmm. and are being put in this systematic chokehold by the state where it's either like die living or like just die that energy is being put into your vegetables that you eat your fruit that you eat No, I know, like, not just even thinking about it, like you said before, on a spiritual level, but even if you just want to take it from a nutritional level, right? Mm -hmm. The industrialization of food has just led to less diversity in what we're consuming. So to bring it back to how the indigenous people were eating, they were just naturally living among the land and they were feeding themselves with all the nutrients, all the vitamins that they needed to survive. The indigenous way of eating is already sustainable. And if you want to bring in also the sustainability argument, you can look at the meat industry. We're emitting so many greenhouse gases and just the way it's produced, a lot of water waste, a lot of pollution. I used to be this huge sustainability hoe, like let's go vegetarian, let's go pescatarian, like all the vegans out here who are environmentalists, like We should not be focusing on reducing our individual consumption of meat or like our individual consumption patterns. We should really just be calling out the industries that got us here in the first place. The reason why it's honestly fruitless to focus on your individual consumption habits, because at the end of the day, even if everyone became a vegetarian, we would still be on the brinks of complete environmental degradation and collapse. Mm-hmm. The reason why is not because like people just don't want you to be vegetarian or don't want you to be vegan. The fact of the matter is you are lying to people when you're positing this mm-hmm. as something that is going to save us. It's not even going to put a dent in this shit because mm-hmm. literally we're not the ones contributing to environmental collapse. Mm-hmm. When you start 
playing fucking Captain save by thinking that you're being vegetarian. That's when these corporations, knowing the truth, prey on that freaking ignorance. Think about this shift to plant-based milks, right? So everyone wants to stop drinking cow's milk. The corporations are just capitalizing off of that. But still, it leads to more waste. Like, think about almond milk. It takes a lot of water to produce. But if these corporations are just, like, constantly churning out, like, almond milk, like, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not helping if we all just start drinking almond milk. Right. Do whatever you want. If you want to be vegan, if you want to be vegetarian, if you want to drink almond milk, that's all fine and dandy. No one's telling you what to mm-hmm. do. Do not pretend like you're forwarding the movement for sustainability. Mm -hmm. And I think also the reason why I would argue that it actually does us more of a a detriment is because it reestablishes this hierarchy that we have surrounding food and this false dichotomy between healthy and unhealthy food Mm -hmm. that has been created from the ruling class to just be another marker of classism, racism, and white supremacy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there is no such thing as like an unhealthy or healthy food right food just is and food has different it fulfills different needs for different people because everybody has different bodily needs Mm -hmm. obviously the powers that be being the ruling class have created this idea in our head where okay certain foods are deemed good and certain foods are deemed bad why do you think they created that distinction? They don't care about our health. If they created our health, they wouldn't be spraying our air with chemicals exactly. every other week. They mm-hmm. created that because they wanted to demonize a certain group of people and they mm-hmm. wanted to create a superiority complex between another group of people. The same people that are saying, oh, fuck you for like eating unhealthy food are the same people that are creating the unhealthy mm-hmm. foods. Literally look at Monsanto. Mm-hmm. How are you going to create the unhealthy foods, right? Create the GMO seeds create the high fructose corn syrup, then Mm -hmm. put that in people's foods and then be like, demonize you for like, you're eating unhealthy food. Who's the one who put that shit there in the first place? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just think it's really funny, right? That we feel comfortable allowing the same company that is creating the same chemicals that we use in chemical warfare to now create the same foods that we put in our bodies, right? Mm -hmm. Like Monsanto. Monsanto is a company that created Agent Orange that we used during the Vietnam War that is still having disastrous effects on the health of the Vietnam people till this day. Like we said in episode three on mental health, we have to question... Like, what does it mean to freaking, like, create bad things and then make us feel bad for consuming the bad things that you created? Right. And it's, like, related to mental health because it's, like, What does it mean for your oppressor to create the problem and then sell you the solution? Like we're going to talk about in a little bit, diet culture. Who created that problem in the first place? Mm -hmm. Who created body insecurity? Who created fat phobia? And then now they want to sell us all these shit to combat it? It's sick. That is so fucked up. Like, are you kidding me? The people who are out here setting our beauty and body standards and making us feel like shit about ourselves. And then they want to go and sell us these diet teas, our keto snacks, and it just doesn't make sense to me. Think about diet culture, how every couple months there's a new fad. Yeah. It's either apple cider vinegar or air frying food. Always a new fad. Just eat. Just Just eat eat the food. food. (laughs) It just makes me 
so confused because people are like, as a person who also went through unhealthy eating habits, had terrible body image, it is so destructive. Just eat. It's not that hard. You don't have to track anything. You don't have to like micromanage your own health. Just eat. If you are actively trying to like lose weight for aesthetic purposes so not health purposes not physiological purposes and be honest with yourself because some people say health purposes and it's really just image purposes you're being fat phobic frankly speaking Mm -hmm. because it's like why are you scared of fatness why don't you Mm want to be fat and you need to unlearn that shit real quick because people are dying for that shit Mm -hmm. fat people are going to the doctor and they're not listening to them why because of fat phobia fat people are literally telling you like this is inaccessible or my body is perfectly fine. It just doesn't fit whatever. Mm -hmm. And you need to sit with that. Like what scares you about fatness? Because that is at the root of your fat phobia. Y'all need to stay tuned for a future episode on beauty. And we're definitely going to go way more in depth on this. Y'all aren't even ready for that. Also, I want to talk about the moralization of food and how it shows up in the way we interact with houseless people. When we see a houseless person or we're making houseless care packages, nobody wants to give them candy. Nobody wants to give them, like, the food that, you know, you would splurge on that you would consider, like, a luxury. We want to give them the basic of food. And what do we say to defend that? Oh, we just want to give them healthy food. Mm-hmm. No, you want to give them food devoid of any joy. Mm-hmm. Because in your mind, you have a hierarchy surrounding certain mm-hmm. foods are for certain mm-hmm. people. Right. So in your mind, houses people don't deserve juice. They should just drink water. Meanwhile, you can pregame with your girls and mm-hmm. you deserve that, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not being unhealthy, but you don't want to give them juice because you don't want them to be unhealthy. Meanwhile, you're throwing right. it back every other Friday and Saturday night. So please mm-hmm. explain that, Miss Girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, to tie it back into diet culture, like food doesn't just have nutritional. Yes, it, you need food to survive on a physical level. But food, too, it is a source of joy. If it feeds your soul, then eat the goddamn chocolate cake. That's why I really like Deshaun LH on Twitter. A lot of my politics surrounding fatness, a lot of my politics surrounding, like, food is all credit to them. The way we demonize food is reflective of the way we demonize, like I just said, houses people, the way we demonize Mm -hmm. fat people. Y'all think that, like, oh, I don't look down on people from what they eat. Yes, you do when you go to Whole Foods every week and you're like, oh, I can't eat that. Everything that you say, you're saying also a million other things unsaid. The substance lies in the unsaid. It doesn't always lie in the Mm -hmm. said sometimes. Oh, we didn't talk about Miss Michelle. Her whole healthy food campaign, it didn't do anything real in terms of improving the health and wellness of the nation it was literally Mm -hmm. just a way to demonize public schools with unhealthy food and demonize inner city schools with mainly unhealthy food for what she had us jumping up and down in front of our tvs for what just to push this fucking violent healthy rhetoric she was out here pushing the food pyramid the food pyramid is not real dude the food pyramid was created by the usda to uphold their industrial farming scheme exactly you're telling me that i need to have this amount of carbs so you can fuel your corn and wheat industry 
Like No, and they did it on. again, and they did it again with the Got Milk campaign, giving us all milk mm-hmm. in schools from K through 12. We don't need mm-hmm. that much dairy to have healthy bones. No. Because guess what? They weren't eating dairy mm-hmm. like that back in the day. And why do they want to, why did they push that Got Milk campaign? Why did they tell everyone that they needed milk to be healthy? And now everyone's realizing they're lactose intolerant to keep the dairy industry alive. They industrialized all these food industries just to make money off of pumping our bodies with fuck shit. They literally find a way to colonize our bodies in every which way. They colonize our time. Mm -hmm. They colonize our mind, our perceptions of ourselves, our perceptions of one another, what we consume. God damn, leave us alone. Shit. I was just thinking, I don't know if this is too off topic, but them putting fluoride in our water and some spiritual people saying how fluoride calcifies your pineal gland and your pineal gland. It's assumed to be your, be your third eye. The role is to basically maintain our circadian rhythm and like convey information to our brain about like the state of lightness and the state of darkness and like that information is used to produce and secrete melatonin <laughs> and if you think about that if we can't sleep we're gonna be tired but since we have to work we have to drink coffee and then they get us addicted to caffeine and it's a never-ending cycle exactly like it's just crazy first of all why are we out here commodifying water <laughs> That's the Jesus. funniest thing. Like, but here's the thing. Like, they prove time and time again that they don't give a fuck about us and our access to water. Even something as bountiful and plenty as and basic as water, they don't give a fuck. Look at Flint. Look at the voter lines in Georgia, literally most recently, where they ban giving people water as they stand in line to vote. Shit, that's why I said don't vote for these raggedy-ass people. They don't care about you. <laughs> Like what Angelina was saying about how indigenous people, they knew what the fuck they were doing back then. Why do you think indigenous people weren't out here being like, oh, I'm vegetarian or I'm vegan or I'm raw? Because it's not about that. It's literally about the energy. It's about giving gratitude to where your food comes from, right? Speaking life into the food so that the food in turn gives you life. When you go to a really nice restaurant and like the food critics would be like, oh, this steak is really good. What is the difference between a Michelin star steak and an Mm -hmm. Outback Steakhouse steak, right? They're both Mm -hmm. coming from cows. So what's the difference? And like, I was watching this Netflix food critic thing once and they went behind the scenes as to one of these like really nice restaurants to see how like they make their world renowned steak. And he was talking about how he cares for the cows. Like they all have a name. Mm -hmm. They all like receive care and love and like- They eat grass, which they're supposed to eat. Not corn like they do in the U.S. Exactly. And they eat when they want to. They don't eat like force, force, force. Mm -hmm. The guy interviewing them was like, doesn't it make you sad to like kill them and stuff like that? And it's like, no, like we give so much to her and then she gives so much to us. Even when we kill her, it's like with so much respect. It made me think about, for example, like halal food. Halal is just the way they kill it. They kill it humanely. Right. And trust me, I'm sure the halal may be tasting better mm-hmm. as hell than the shit that we be eating at McDonald's. Why can't we just have respect for life? Exactly. Because if we had a, enough respect for both the earth and the people, our fellow people that inhabit it, we wouldn't be having food deserts and food surplus at the same time. We wouldn't be poisoning ourselves. Not us, but we wouldn't be poisoned. Literally, we wouldn't be. We wouldn't be 
wasting food. We would just be eating. And it would nourish us. We wouldn't have all these allergies. We wouldn't have all these things. If we just had an ounce of freaking respect. God damn it. You people. God damn. Come on. Like, you can do a little better than this. Like, I keep saying, it never fails to surprise me how uncreative these, <laughs> like, their tactics are sometimes. Also, it makes me annoyed sometimes because, like, we'll have these conversations and people will be like, well, like, what am I supposed to do about it? Like, I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So to some degree, that is, like, very valid, right? Like, the smartness or the strategicness of the American empire and their violent ways is that they basically force us to participate in it in order to survive. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking about when you were like, why can't we just be a little bit creative? Like, why can't we just like get a little creative, right? Because like people are building food sovereign communities. Mm-hmm. People are buying land and cultivating their own land, living on communes. I just get really sick of this mentality of when you bring up a problem people are like well what are we supposed to do about it we have to do it to live that's true and i don't blame people for feeling that way because mm-hmm. it's that way by design can we at least not get to the point where we're discussing the problems not just so we can complain emptily but so we can get creative about figuring out solutions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if we got into this position in the first place we can get out of it exactly with the collective power though like that is what revolution is like that is what liberation is mm-hmm. a complete freeing from this society and i think food sovereignty is an inevitable part of any revolution mm-hmm. like why do you think community gardens are such a big thing in revolutionary communities why do you think the black panthers were out here giving their children breakfast every day People can't fight for their freedom or cultivate themselves without having their basic needs met. And as we've talked about in this whole show, the state and the ruling class do not give a fuck about fulfilling our basic needs. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? We don't just lay down and die. We take it into our own hands. We look to the people around us to be like, how do we relearn from our indigenous neighbors how to heal our relationship to this land, to food? Because that's the only way we're going to be free. The one thing I hope everyone gets out of this podcast, honestly, is to change the way we view situations in which we feel extremely disempowered and flip that to realize that, no, we just have to get a little creative. This got me thinking a lot about community recently because yesterday there was an incident in which my friends and I, we were hanging out outside and we were playing music and then our neighbors from across the street called the cops on us and the cops told us to turn the music down. But I was thinking, why couldn't the neighbors themselves just come down and told us to lower the music? Because if they had done that, I wouldn't be viewing them with as much hostility. And it just made me realize how disconnected we all are from our own communities that our own neighbors can't even talk to us directly they have to bring in a third party and the third party being the cops are you fucking kidding me after all the shit we went through exactly that's why we're out here feeling helpless when we see all these horrible violent exploitative shit in Mm -hmm. our society because we have nobody else to lean on if we just talk to each other if we just got to know one another Imagine like the communities and the systems that we can create instead of being so siloed in our own lives and so individualistic. 
And I know I always say this, but it's that way by design. They don't want us to like each other. They don't want us to talk to each other. Literally, they have diet culture, so we have horrible relationships with food. They're destroying our land, so we have no connection to our land. They're feeding us with all this fuck shit, so we can barely even have any connection to our bodies. Mm -hmm. They're feeding us with fat phobia, so we start to have contempt for other bodies. Recognizing that it is by design is just the first step in dismantling it. Root it out within you and work Mm -hmm. to root it out within our society. Period. Thank you all for listening to the very end of our episode. Yes, thank you all. Definitely connect with us on social media and share any thoughts you may have on what we discussed. Check out our Twitter for threads containing informative and educational sources related to every episode's topic. And follow us on Insta for notice on every episode drop. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube for behind the scenes video footage and follow us on TikTok for more fun stuff. Our handle on all social media is at We Said Allegedly. See you next Thursday.